0: Welcome to your favorite thirty-ish now minutes of the day. This is yeah, the yeah, thirty. Thirty. This is the precisely simple podcast, your source for the latest news, interviews, and stories from the manufacturing world. Here, we're going to dive in headfirst into the world of manufacturing and the people that make it thrive. So let's dive headfirst, uh, just like we have so far. Kyle, red light, green light. Uh, green light, then some. Oh really? Like double green. You you're those like the five lights and two of them are green. Yeah. Yeah. One <laughs> one's a turn signal, one's a uh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it was uh, uh wide open. Uh the guys at the shop really killed it this week. Uh we got a lot of throughput. Um got our big production laser running stuff, so it was yeah, man, we uh we got a lot of little small projects done. We got a bunch of fixturing made, um, made some progress on twin spindle programming. So it was
0: good week. Good Dang, week. Yeah. Same, same here. We went live this week. I went ahead and put it. Uh, <laughs> it's out there on my LinkedIn, so I'm actually physically owning this podcast now. Yeah, yeah. It made it. I feel like it needs to be legit because I mean we're talking about what's relevant in the industry. Um, and I think it counts. So yeah, we went, we went live virtual teaching this week and, uh, you know, it started off well. I mean, it's been, it's been crazy two weeks leading up to it and it's been just as crazy, you know, not having students in your classroom. Uh, you work almost harder actually.
1: Oh no, I a hundred percent think that teachers in general are working harder. I know the, the teachers at my daughter's school who is digital right now, they, they, those people are putting in so much work. It's, it's insane. Absolutely insane. The amount of work those people are putting in to digitize lessons that were never remotely meant for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's exactly the problem. I'm teaching manufacturing and it's a hands-on class that currently has no hands. So (laughs) it is, yeah, it's interesting, but Hey, but it's green light and it's work. And I have been very clear with my family that I am, I am, persistently blessed to be in this position to to i know there is a lot of of people suffering in this whole thing and i do not one bit consider the stress that i'm under to be any kind of that i am not suffering at all i am extremely lucky in this so so i am i am keeping that in my frame of mind so i stay focused and and make sure that we get through this so yeah Yep. manufacturing minute I wanted to talk about uh CNC routers because I ran into this so I am um they <laughs> they put me into a mentoring position actually how dare
1: they <laughs> how dare they <laughs> jokes on them <laughs>
0: <laughs> fooled you <ya. laughs> No, they uh there's a set of teachers who are are also teaching similar um fields and they felt like you know by perspective and my experience and uh, you know, seat time actually from the industry, bringing that in something fresh would be something that would be helpful to help mentor other teachers and gladly so, which really is probably just a great opportunity for them to put me in a training position. So really I'm I'm like a trainer now too. And uh, it worked out that way. So we were doing um, discussions about planning for lessons and whatnot. And we started talking about the equipment and one of them was the CNC router and some of the other equipment uh, they were using, I realized after talking to them, they were doing their initial setups in a way that just made it more difficult than necessary. So I wanted to talk about that. So everybody who has a CNC router, uh, if you're using a vacuum table, most of them being a gridded, uh, milled out phenolic piece, some of them a uh, sealed MDF piece. But if you're using a vacuum table, you're going to have a spoil board on top. And if, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to walk through it the whole way. Spoil board is just a sheet of MDF. Um, and there's a certain method you have to go to to get this thing prepped, and if you do it right, everything works great the whole time. So what you do is you throw the MDF on the vacuum table first, and then you face the whole top of it. I mean, you plane the entire top of it with a tool that's maybe an inch and a half diameter or larger because you got to get rid of that seal coat first because you want the MDF pores open. Cut the top down, then flip it over, pull the vacuum again, do the exact same thing on the backside. Now the backside cut serves two purposes. It also takes off that seal coat so now the vacuum can actually travel through the MDF, the spoil board, and it distributes the vacuum evenly and it will actually suck your stuff down to that sheet of MDF. Um, once you've done that, then you grab like wood glue or something else and you just kind of smear a layer all the way around. You could, you could do a veneer or a laminate, something on the edges to make sure the vacuum doesn't escape on the edges of the wood. Um, but once you've skimmed the second half, you've cleared off the seal coat and then you've also squared it to the head, which is the most important thing, not squaring it to the floor, square it to the head. Um, once you've done this, I've noticed that there's two different kind of touch off probes. For CNC routers, they have one that's like a plunger one that comes down and touches the tool. And then they have this metal plate that's just a conductivity sensor really. And they, they will clip one into the spindle and put it on the table and they'll bring the tool down until it touches. Here's the deal. Usually there's a way to calibrate the tooling where you have the tool come down in contact with a finished and freshly cut spoil board. Turn on your vacuum, suck the spoil board down, bring your tool down, touch it just like we do with the paper method to the top of the spoil board until it just touches. Usually there's a calibrate. I know WinCNC has it. I'm almost positive Mach 3 does too. These are our two software packages that run the CNC router. Most people have. Um, You can then calibrate one of those plunger switches to know the difference between the plunger and the top of the spoil board. Now... Every time you do a tool touch-off, you only have to touch off to that plunger sensor because it doesn't matter what the thickness is of the material because when you write your program, you're writing the thickness into the program. So like most half-inch, so like Kyle, you know, most half-inch sheets of plywood, they're not really half-inch. Not even close. Right, yeah. So they're all over the place, they're wavy. What is it, it's like 15, 30 seconds, I think is actually the normal size. Yep. Or 1730 seconds, one of those two. Sorry, wood people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and So here's the thing. If you do this calibration correctly, you've essentially set your Z0 to the top of the spoil board or in regular machining terms, the bottom of the part. Yep. So now you put your fresh sheet of wood on top. You suck it down. If it's supposed to be half-inch sheet of plywood and you want to make sure that the cuts you're doing go all the way through it, it's going to come down and cut to Z0. It's not going to matter any kind of differentiation in the wood, no kind of waviness, no kind of changes, because it's just going to go to the top of the spoil board. This is also great because now you can very quickly go through your G code, like we talked about last week. You need to know your G code. Mm -hmm. If you have any Z negatives, the code's wrong. Yeah. Very quick. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. You're like, all of a sudden you see a negative. Hold on. (laughs) Like that little, like that little, uh, uh, meme that they see online where he goes hold up <laughs> um, so that's a quick thing Te- deck your spoil board down on both sides hold it down touch off your tools to the top of the spoil board run all of your programs with z surface being the bottom of your material it is a game changer it saves us so much time saves so many spoil boards yeah <laughs> and uh, makes all the difference in the world <sighs> There we go. Deep breath. Deep breath. Sorry. Whew. Okay. And back to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so this week on Manufacturing Decoded, we are going to talk about interviewing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like
0: I'm going to interview you.
1: No, like oh. you're interviewing for a job.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. We can do that.
1: <laughs> uh, with 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 these times and with with stuff going and just it's. It's a skill that, uh, I guess, because of our growth, I've, I've been interviewing a lot of people recently um, as we've grown and had, had changeover and all that kind of stuff like that. And, and there's just some real topics that they bug me on the employer side. Um, you know, they really grind my gears. They really grind. these <laughs> really grind um, my just, gears. But just some, some stuff that is just uh, common practice if you want to interview well. Right. And, and especially on the manufacturing side, it's, it's, you know, anyone can lie on their, their resume of, Oh, well, I can do this and this and this, um, you know, but at the same time, a lot of times you can pick up on people just in their mannerisms or actions, how they answer certain questions. Oh, good point. You know, if you're traveling 70 miles an hour, blah, 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 blah. And a headwind, you know, that's that, like, there's,
0: there's, <laughs> there's some,
1: you know, you want, you want ice cream on a, day that ends at y you know just random there, there, there's random test questions that, that we we use and stuff like that but a lot of it is how people respond and all stuff like that so there's kind of I guess some some main topics that we kind of want to touch on do you yeah, like some do's and, and don'ts yeah do you want to go back and forth with them or yeah yeah, you, yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. okay so so first one this is a very big pet peeve of mine. Oh um, God, sure, I know it, sure it is That's why I made it number one on the list. <laughs> yeah, early is on time. On time is late, and late is don't even come in the door. <laughs> That's true, especially for an interview. Because oh. if, you can, if you can't show enough effort to come in on time for an interview, then what what incentive or what what uh, I guess what what's the best way to put it what what uh, what wherewithal
0: do you have to show up every day on time I mean we get it, things happen, but yeah if, if you getting this job is as important as you feel like it should be and, and people putting the time in, you will get there. Oh you know I heard one of the people that I got some of these things from he comes in and speaks to our students um, every year and one of the things he said is, if you have an interview and you know it's going to take you 30 minutes to get to that place, you leave two hours ahead of time because Atlanta. yeah because because atlanta because Atlanta. and (laughs)
1: and for a lot of people who uh don't live in atlanta or some of our some of our listeners that do um atlanta it can be the worst traffic in the western hemisphere and it could be some of the easiest it's and that can change about
0: 10 times a day yeah yeah over and over the day and I promise you the day that you have an important interview is the day a helicopter crashes <laughs> on the one road on that, 285 on that <laughs> yeah. 285 like this is your only vein to get to the area where the interview is yeah. and yeah. and then the the, it, the, the the helicopter will be full of cows and the cows will get out onto the other highways it will be a free-for-all <laughs> just and, because it's interview day
1: and you can get around everything through back roads. That is the other beauty of Atlanta, but it's going to take you two hours to go 12 miles. Absolutely. Um, So I, I've always been of the mentality of like, I would rather sit in a parking lot of where I need to be for an hour than sweating bullets, trying to get somewhere and rushing and doing all stuff like that. It's just, it's just not worth it. So the, the biggest, the biggest advice I can give to someone for interviews and for interviewing is, I don't care if you're there 30 minutes early. Um, If I come out and there's an interviewee sitting in the waiting room 20 minutes before their interview, I'm like, oh, well, you you got one point. You got a warm and fuzzy already. Yeah, yeah, because you have taken the personal, uh, I guess, accountability of showing that you can be on time. And especially in the manufacturing world, if... You know if you're if you're running two or three machines and you're not on time then those machines are running yeah it shows investment That's it simple. shows
0: personal investment yep absolutely yep. all right so, so number two one. all right this is going to be so hard for so many people phone off and i don't mean on silent i mean no. legitimately off you hold yep. down that button on the side and then you swipe across to do phone off, and you let it do its little spirally wheel. This is the hardest thing. Some of you actually don't know how this works. You might have to look it up on the manufacturer website. And then you take that phone, and you promptly put it in the glove box or in the book bag or whatever it is you have, Yep. and it doesn't go with you. Nope. And you do, like Kyle said, you get there 30 minutes early, and you're in that that lobby waiting. And while you are sitting there waiting, you are not on that phone. period would you agree yeah
1: yeah because if i come out and see that and you're like laying you know you've you've been to our lobby we've got you know chairs and small tables on either side for like in the waiting room and stuff like that or waiting and they're comfortable lobby yeah whatever yeah but if i see like if i like we had one a couple weeks ago where i walked up like i just happened to be walking by the desk i wasn't even interviewing the guy and he's there Slouched in the chair, sitting on his phone, feet out in front of him. I'm like, strike one, pass right there, pass. Sorry, hundred percent pass. And and the and the guy that interviewed him, you know, came and asked me. He's like, oh, well, this and this and this. I'm like, I can tell you, this is the way he he felt comfortable enough in the five minutes he's been in our lobby to to do that.
0: That's how he presented himself to a, a exactly. potential employer. Okay. Yep. Do you want to do the second so, Do you agree with this third one? I don't know. I you your facility is a little bit different, so I don't yeah,
1: know. Yeah, so we we have um a receptionist, if I call her that, she'd yell at me. Um, right. She, she is our office coordinator and office manager and she yep. does 10,000 other things besides greet people. You know, cuz we we uh, we require, you know, sign in, copy of license, all that kind of stuff like that literally right. to just get past the front desk. So um, yes, I do think that's part of it um, because she is she's super nice and bubbly. Okay. So if she gets a bad feeling about you, there's something really wrong or really bad.
0: So what he's going into is item number three is the receptionist slash secretary slash office manager, whoever it is. The first person you see yep. when you walk in that door, that is when your interview begins. Yep. Period. Because for a lot of facilities, if you're going somewhere where you're actually where you might be interviewing in the C-suite and you're yeah. talking to somebody higher up, oftentimes that person's either their direct man, you know, their direct office manager or their secretary or their assistant is somebody that they trust and they trust their opinion. And more often than not, and this was something that I was told, and I thought this is genius. Uh, when you're done with the interview and they walk you out before they go back to their office, more often than not, these people will stop and say, what'd you think of them? Yep. What'd you I think do. of that person?
1: Yeah, no, I, I do myself. Yeah. And, and, and again, because, and and it's a small interaction stuff too. Like, so again, because we uh, require licenses. So if they, if we, you know, decide they want to go any further, like she'll get a copy of the life, license, make them sign in anyway, all that kind of stuff like that. So, there's a, that initial interaction. So you can kind of judge, you can already start prejudging on how they respond to that. You know, if they're like, oh, well, why do you like, if they're already confrontational of just signing in to the logbook in right. the front of the building, like, sorry, you, you, you're not going to make it here.
0: You know, it's funny you bring that up because I was thinking about this the other day when I, I had a meeting with Kyle, and I say a meeting, we were going to go get lunch together. Now, listen, Kyle and I, we've said this before years. Uh, of, of friendship and I consider family ship really it okay. is, it is, we, he is like another brother to me and I walked into his facility I will walk up and she'll say how can I help you I have an appointment with Kyle and it's at 1130 so she says okay I need you to sign the log book I'll need a copy of your license uh, whatever else you had everybody sign in there yes of course gladly here you go do you need anything else did I do this correctly? Yes, yes, you did great. Great. Where would you like me to sit? You can wait in these chairs over here. Wonderful. Thank you so much. No, doesn't matter. This is, no. this is the interaction I had. It doesn't matter that I've known Kyle for years. doesn't matter I could be texting with him in the parking lot. Dude, I got here. Where are we going to go eat? When I walk into that facility, what they have here deserves the same amount of respect that they are showing me in, in what they're doing. I consider the effort they're putting forward just as, you know, necessary of a of a mutual respect and if I'm willing to do that there's no reason that the interviewee should not do the same. Yep. I agree so. completely. Cool. Okay. Uh there you go. Okay. Do you understand? All right, do number 4. Tell me what you think. Okay. So, number 4 is I do
1: agree but I also there are some caveats. Okay. And I'll, and I'll explain. So, 100% agree that you dress above what you're trying to do i don't care if you're the janitor or the guy that cleans out the sandblasting cabinet you at least show up in a button-up shirt uh or a polo or something that you know again either nice jeans and work boots like if you're gonna like i've been to an interview where it was a welding job And I had to weld on, I had to weld there. So again, I wore nicer jeans, work boots, knowing I was probably gonna have to go in the back and a button up. It wasn't a dress shirt, but it was a button up like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm clean and I'm, I'm here to, you know, work. But at the same time, I'm respectful of, uh, you know, showing that I'm not going to show up in a ratty t-shirt and cut off shorts and flip flops. Like if you show up to an interview in flip-flops you can turn i don't care what you're doing i don't care if you're a secretary if anything like that if you show up in flip-flops turn around at least in in my company turn around you can just turn around yeah
0: Yeah. um i i heard somebody or uh, you know they, they told us a story about this um where the guy was going in to interview in an auto body shop and if everybody knows that is the dirtiest facility period like yep. you are covered in dust and 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 sanding stuff all day every day. He showed up to the interview. Now, granted, this was his friend. His friend worked there, got him the interview. He went into the interview with the guy, full suit. Yep. And the guy running the place said, "You know, we don't we don't wear anything like this in here. This is this is you are way overdressed for this facility." This person had the perfect response to that. He said, uh, "I understand that." I just wanted to show you the respect I feel like this interview deserved. Yep. What? Like he said after that, that manager knocked down Kyle, if I walk in there and that thing, and I'm in there to be interviewing to be your janitor and yep. you're one of your ops managers says, man, you are way, there's no need for this. And I say that exact same, same thing to you.
1: Yeah. You're I'm like, like, Oh, that's that's like three checks, right done. there. Done. So, like, so ding ding ding. Done. <laughs> done. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So we we have we, had that, and I've noticed that too with some of the and and I will say hindsight, they have been some of our best employees. Um, we've we've got uh, we've got one guy named Jesus that uh, uh, ex marine, just good hardworking guy. I think he's a single dad. Um, just showed up in I mean the most tailored like full uh he was in dress shirt so he didn't he didn't have a jacket but he had tie full tailor dress shirt tailor pants like sh- like shiny clean shoes and i mean he's starting like in the back you know he 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 started in the um, where did he start i want to say he started in the laser the laser welding side okay um but we walked around the whole place uh, again just and he it was uh you know what we asked him like oh you you don't this is not, you know, you can wear jeans and a T-shirt to work. He's like, yeah, but you know, uh, you, you're. I was always taught you you look good for interviews. I was like, check one and two right there. Yep, I do not disagree. Yes, you are correct. Yep. Thank you. Yep, yep, good job. So uh, yep. again, while I do address above the job, uh, if you are going to a working interview, also be mindful of that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So if they want you to perform the skill set that you're interviewing
1: for. So if you're going to say a machining or a welding interview, either dress nice and bring extra clothes with you and ask to change or dress somewhat accordingly. So again, that's what I'm talking like, I mean, Costco has button ups for $9, right? You know, like you can go out and do a weld test in, you know, a nice pair of slacks and a button up, you know, and have steel toe work boots so you can actually go out in the shop. You know, so there's there there are caveats to that dress above the job, um,
0: but that is it, it really genius.
1: It's job it's job specific.
0: That but, is really smart. Like if you brought if yeah. you were doing a job test, like if you were doing a well test and you brought yeah. a duffel bag even with you, and it says I wasn't aware, I wasn't sure what would be appropriate, so I made sure to bring. Yep. Oh my Two God!
1: Pair. Like there there is nothing nothing. Wrong with that? Oh, ever check and, check? And and, and 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 if a manager tells you that, you don't
0: need to work there anyway. Oh, good call. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, absolutely. Even if you're the interviewee, if you're not getting any kind of warm and fuzzies, too, <laughs> do, yeah. do not feel obliged to continue. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. Move okay. On to the next one, number five. I don't know if you've ever have heard of this one. This is a fun, uh, useful tool that helps if everything is going well. Uh, ask the interviewer what they enjoy about working at this place um, because it'll, it'll, it'll catch a lot of interviewers off
1: guard. I will say that.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because
1: I, I like it. I, I like when people ask that, to be perfectly honest, I expect people to ask what, how we enjoy it. What, what are our roles in the company? Uh, Cause again, a lot of times it might be me and my ops manager or the ops manager by himself and he'll pull me in later or, mm-hmm you know, our, uh, our, uh, supply chain director, you know, he might be interviewing someone for the back, stuff like that. So, um, that, that whole being actually interested in the inner workings of the company
0: is, is brownie points right off the rip. Nice. Additionally. Yep. So apparently there's, there's some kind of science to this. If you get the interviewer to start talking about the things that they enjoy a about their job or about the, the company as a whole, at, after the fact, when they're going back through all the people who are interviewing, their brain will attach those feelings to you as an interviewee. Even though they were the ones talking about how much they enjoyed their job, that positive feeling, that positive you know attachment is now related to you. And it's just something about the wiring in the brain. So if you get them talking about what they like, when they go back to discuss everybody, and they get to you, they're like, "I really like that guy. He was actually really great." Or that girl was awesome. Yep.
1: They're psychologically well, it's, it's, attaching. Yeah, it's that whole. It's not really a mnemonic device, but it's it's yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah yeah like you 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 That's what you're create you, you create a trigger yeah a, a a memory trigger for that person, and they just they so say if you interview five people in one day your brain is going to start essentially mushing people together. But if you have something yeah. that will distinguish uh, this, say, one person over another, it's going to be that kind of social interaction or it's going to be that kind of mm-hmm. um, light bulb that went off in your head of like, oh, I I like this person or mm-hmm. we, we got along or they actually cared about what we're doing here versus just wanting to come in and punch the clock.
0: Yeah. All right, man. So. Number six.
1: Number six. Oh, this, 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 this is one for me because I, yes, I, I knew hate, it. Hate, hate, hate <laughs> novels. Do not show up with a novel. Please. Resumes. Please, yeah, resumes. Say. One page. No more. If you can't fit it on one page and, and, and tell me what I need to know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Jesus. Straight up, don't worry about it. He's just like, no, hard no. <laughs> oh, man. Some of the, some of the, I'm mean, like, I've, uh, we've had some three page resumes. Oh, wow. No joke. Three page resumes. And I'm like, and I read through it. I'm like, you could have said all this in one page.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. I, adding, I, funny, adding the
1: fluff does not help. No. So, funny story. I, I learned from an English teacher very, very young. Um, the key to a five paragraph or a one page essay is you tell them what you're going to tell them, you tell them, and then you tell them what you told them. And <laughs> <Jesus>. I, <laughs> I, God. I have that mentality on resumes as well. Of <laughs> Like you do a executive summary at the top. You tell me why you want this job, why you want it, why you're interviewing. Mm-hmm. You tell me, you know, what qualifies you for it and then you need some sort of closing or something to seal the deal at the bottom of the page so when i get to the bottom of the page i either want to talk to you or i want to start checking my email mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely so very clear and concise don't put a bunch of references on there don't put a bunch of stuff like that if we want references we will we ask will them. ask yes we'll that's ask. that has always and, been my i stand I by have. that I have no problem following up, you know, after the fact or something like that. Do not put, you know, five you don't don't put your your neighbor, don't put your cousin, don't put your buddy that you worked with at your last job. Like if if I want references, I'm going to ask you for a bunch of references or to verify stuff like that. But do not put that on the first piece of paper that I see from you.
0: And listen, and honestly, that helps the that helps you as an interviewee. To yeah. do it that way. At the bottom of your page, you put references available upon request. That okay. is your sentence. That is it. Because here's this. Listen, if you give them the references, great. Most interviews now, I hate to say it, and this is true, but a lot of companies, they will not give you the courtesy of calling to tell you you didn't get the job. You just won't yep. get another callback, period. Yes. But if you... Don't put the references there. And this place, like say Kyle, for example, is interested in hearing more about you and want to know more. They now have to reach out to you to get those references. So yep. if you get that call or you get that email, that lets you know you've kind of already made it through the first tier and they're interested.
1: Uh, that
0: is 100% correct. So it is your own benefit. It helps. There's no reason to offer that information ahead of time because they don't want to see it anyway. You heard it straight from the horse's mouth. Yep. <laughs> um <laughs> horse, eh? I just wow. called him a horse all right. yeah all right <laughs> so all right number seven this oh, one it's, yeah. yeah right right listen yeah. I am especially tell- on the manufacturing side <sighs> uh, this is I, a I know mm. I know
1: you 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 I, I know you asked about it at one of your previous jobs about <sighs> you know bringing people in from the the manufacturing field and mm-hmm. you know especially when you look at their resume and mm. they never spent more than six months anywhere you start Mm -hmm. you start asking some of those questions
0: Mm -hmm. so here's number seven uh the interviewee if they're evil uh or if they just want (laughs) to know so he's laughing because he feels like he might be a little evil (laughs) uh if they ask you about your old shop it is a trap it is 100 percent a trap let me let me break this down for you uh, if you are going to interview at another shop, let's say you're a CNC machinist, you were working for Shop A. Shop A has been in business for 30 years. Uh, the manager of Shop A is an absolute turd. He is a jerk, an angry, yelling person that has a bad attitude, and everybody in the town knows it. Everybody. Everybody. So you had decided to go interview at B, and you're in the interview at B, and they said, I see that you worked over at Shop A. man. That guy that runs that place is an absolute jerk, isn't he? That is a trap. They want to see what you're going to say about them when you leave their facility too and move on to the next job. You figured me out. (laughs) (laughs) There is no right answer except for this one. And I was told this, I have written it down, I have recorded it, I have repeated it, I have no problem sharing it with all of you. Quote, that was never my experience. I am just looking for new opportunities here. End quote. Done. And that, and that is the correct answer. <laughs> that is the correct answer. See, so watch. So watch. I'll show you how this goes. Kyle, go ahead. Ask me. So
1: how was your, um, how was your experience at the, the other shop? I, I heard they were just absolute bear to work with.
0: Uh, you know, that was, that was never my experience. Um, I appreciate everything I had there, but I am just looking for new opportunities now bam diffused done shut it down and they might even push if they're truly evil they'll push (laughs) you know i heard one (laughs) time (laughs) you know i heard one time that guy threw a brick of metal at one of the other workers there and like i heard he lashes out at you guys if you don't get everything done on time that was never my experience I appreciate all the opportunities I had there, but I'm just yep. looking for new opportunities.
1: So from the interviewer side, what that shows is professionalism um, and the ability to remove yourself from uh, from situations or, um, you know, and, and and another good answer is, you know, I, I just uh, I didn't feel like I was a good fit there. And I want to find a place that um, I feel comfortable and and want to um, really pursue. You know, especially on the trade side, mm-hmm. there's a couple of different ways you can spend this based on what you're interviewing. And this for could me. also
0: be your sentence at the top of your resume.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I I am at, you know I want to actively pursue uh, bettering uh, my skills to further um, further a company like <laughs> stuff like that, like showing. Oh, it's cheesy, man, but it works. God, it, I yeah, promise he's, you. He's promise not wrong. promise you it works. Um, that that you, you have to explain why you don't just want a paycheck. At least in my company. I, I don't know about you know, maybe different in other companies. People may just want button pushers. But in our company, because of what we do, um, I want people that want a career, not a job.
0: Absolutely. And I asked that, I yeah. asked that
1: too. I, I asked people, I was like, you know, do you, do you want a career? Or do you want a job? And we, we have not called back pretty good candidates because of how they answered that question. Mm.
0: That's fair. I mean, it's, it's a hundred. Yeah. You want somebody who will get investment in your facility. Yep. Um, you know, and then the last caveat, I didn't write this on here. It's something I, I did want to share that I thought about as we were doing this. Um, there are certain skills there are certain soft skills that some people are great at and some people are not and you'll be able to recognize it and sometimes those are the things that will get you hired if you put them on the resume correctly and let me give you the example um there's a gentleman who worked for me for a long time at the place before this his name is shane and uh he came in with his resume his educational experience was extremely limited uh his on-job experience was really good uh he was pretty consistent But he had on his list of talents this one line, and it blew me away. Right off the rip, I said, bring him in for an interview right now. And it said, I have the ability to take orders from someone younger than me. Cool. Yeah. See, look at that. Look what it just did to Kyle. Now, mind you, Kyle is an interviewer. Yeah. And he just went, whoa. If you think about it, that's not easy, especially in a shop.
1: Yeah, in a ma- in a manufacturing environment where it's usually age, uh, a- age is what's is the word li- we're thinking? Is linear. I don't know
0: really. How it's not hierarchy. Right. It's a- yeah,
1: but it's it's that that kind of thing where mm-hmm. the oldest guy is usually the best guy in the shop. That's not always the case, and a lot of times, and 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 I get this too because again, a lot of the people that I work with and have worked with at other jobs. I was the youngest guy there and I know at the job that, um, that myself and Brandon worked at, I was the youngest guy in our department Right, and ran some of the largest projects. Right. And, you know, reported directly to the director and all this stuff like that. But you know, if I went in to present to the executive board, you know, on a big project or something like that, I was the youngest guy in the room by probably 15 years. Um, so, that, that was something that I always had a lot of respect for other people, uh, especially people that when I started managing people uh, that were older than I was, um, the, I, I really respected them more if they, if they themselves respected the hierarchy of, of the organizational chain.
0: Right. They didn't make it more difficult just because of the fact that they were older, that they had more time yep. served. Absolutely. It's it's weird. I know that. But you're going to think, if you open your mind to it and you think about it, there are some of these things. And like Kyle said, we, we'll we see these resumes over and over and over, and they almost all say the same thing using pretty much the same batch of words, just mixed differently. Oh, yeah. They blend. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be an archive somewhere There's where people pull <laughs> all this stuff. Oh, my God. They blend together, and it blurs. But if you've got something like that, that pokes out, that you know somebody would go, whoa, wait a minute. Actually, that's saying something to me right there. That's telling telling me something about yourself and about your abilities that it pulled me in. Simplest little line, pulled me in, brought him in for an interview, interview read just like how that sentence did. Like I got the same feeling from interviewing this guy as I did that. We brought him on, he worked for me, one of the best guys who has ever worked for me, ever. it shows maturity yeah amazing oh man i know i haven't even looked at the clock but i'm sure we went over but god this is a good one it's just a good one it's it's just it's 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 i'm seeing
1: it as becoming more of an issue especially Mm -hmm. with uh you know covid and all that stuff like that a lot of people losing their jobs and re-interviewing rehiring stuff like that um it's just it's it's not taught in schools. I'll no. be the first to say that yep. it's, it's a hundred percent should be, it is you now should be required. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. At at, at, at your level, it is yeah. now, Yeah. which I get when, when, when I was at that level, it wasn't. Yeah. I know. Um, and that, that's just, it's, it's a necessary life skill that seems to be looked over quite easily.
0: So I would say to match this week's, uh, it's the tools fault, you know, or Hey, it's the machine's fault. Yeah. Uh, everything on this list i want you to know that this particular host i won't speak for kyle but this host has violated almost every one of these rules in my career and has taken the time to learn from it and uh so it was the tool's fault it was the pen's fault that wrote the horrible resume (laughs) and uh it was, uh, look, it was my, my ratty Birkenstock sandals that did it, not, not my choice not to wear uh, dress shoes. And it was my smart aleck demeanor that did not do me that well. You know, all of these things uh, I have probably made. Uh, and spell check,
1: people. It is, it is 2020. Yeah. I don't care if you typed this on your phone. Spell check.
0: If you ever use YouTube, you know grammarly exists, so Yo, please <laughs> God, use it. I just don't, try
1: it. <laughs> just
0: try it.
1: Even if it you cancel it the next day after the after the interview. <sighs> please, please don't ever turn in a a wrongly uh, a wrongly spelled or grammatically just obscene resume
0: so just no hammer trash don't turn it in (laughs) no none (laughs) oh man do it i hope this helps some of you Uh, this is stuff that uh you know it needs to be talked about and if it and if it can assist anybody out there who is going through a little bit of trouble any of our fellow manufacturers who are suffering in this pandemic and you're gonna have to get out there and do this again hey man listen just just stay humble and stay hustling And keep it going we're going to get through this and uh if any of these little tips help you in the next round uh be sure to you know hey reach out to us and let us know hey that really that did me that did me some good or uh just keep it for yourself you know and share it on to other people too who might need to hear this pass along tribal knowledge is helpful to all of us so um so hey look with that till next time remember it always worked in the model (laughs) (laughs) take it easy (laughs)